welcome to Creepy Critters, the podcast where we talk about cryptids in slightly lurid ways. I am Fiona, coming to you from London with my co-host... Jesse. I pointed a I'm knife very, at you this time. You're, yeah, you're pointing a <laughs> knife at me. I've, uh, I'm going to just put this in the podcast right now. I am very, I, I don't know if what the right word is exactly, but I don't know if upset is the right word, but it's, it's very not fun having, seeing someone, uh, actively wield a knife close to people while <laughs> themselves, I should say, close to themselves. Some some people have stim toys that are, you know, normal, and I'm improvising. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, if you had a plastic one, it's a real knife. It is a real knife. I stabbed the couch with it. It didn't go well. <laughs> but, you know, it gives me something to hold, something to play with. And yeah. I'm a very sad boy this week, so it works. Yes. Um yeah, and and in in the vein of being sad, I have a cryptid for us today that I think is horrifically misunderstood. He blew up Twitter and he's got a lovely Wikipedia article now. I want to talk about the squonk. Yeah. And you he, talked about the squonk before? Yeah, very briefly. I uh, had just a little bit of information and threw him in the sad boys, uh, sad cryptids in America. He's definitely sad. He's a yeah, sad very boy. Sad. Yeah. But I still maintain that he's fundamentally misunderstood. So... The squonk, by most people's understanding, is a cryptid that lives in the hemlock forest of northern Pennsylvania. First written about in the 1910 book Fearsome Creatures of the Lumberwood. That's, by the way, I use that book a lot. It's, it's a good book. I've, I've actually been book. reading it. Um, it's very good. It is online and available for you to read. I mean, if you want to just hear me read large segments of the companion book, uh, The Wonderful Fish, or Marvelous Fish of the Puget Sound, I just read it to someone. That's all. It's great. It's a bunch of newspaper articles. Uh, oh, hell yeah. Uh, and uh, it's real good. Uh, I suggest listening to that. I think it's a three-part series. Highly recommended. Um, and it's actually Fearsome Critters, uh, or Fearsome Creatures is a series? Seems to be a yeah. series of American folktales spanning, like, at least a hundred years. Yeah. Which is pretty reason, cool. I, I don't know if I said this already, but the reason why the thing is my, the show is called Creepy Critters is because Fearsome Creatures was the, was where I got the inspiration. I read the book and I'm just like, I want to talk about this stuff. Call it Creepy Critters instead. See, you know. So, William T. Cox, who I did not investigate, but I'm just going to assume was a massive nerd, um, wrote the original description, and I am going to read that to you now. 
The, okay. s- the squonk is of a retiring disposition, generally travelling about at twilight and dusk. Because of its misfitting skin, which is covered with warts and moles, it is always unhappy. Hunters who are good at tracking are able to follow a squonk by its tear-strained trail, for the animal weeps continuously. When cornered, and escape seems impossible, or when surprised and frightened, it may even dissolve itself in tears. And that is our poetic introduction to the squonk. Yeah, you know, it's it's just the feeling you get whenever you, uh, I don't know, it was me, uh, when I was around 12. I mean, the fact that you can dissolve into tears instead of getting captured is, I'm very jealous of that. I I would appreciate that ability at some point. But, so I'm going to send you, I'm going to send you the original illustration, right? So you've just heard... His description. How would you describe that illustration? Well, it looks. I'm gonna say like like if uh, if pugs were a little bit more fucked up in the breeding department. <laughs> okay. Um, real flat, real flat face. Legs are a little weirdly long in the back. Um, real wrinkly. Not as cute. As a lot of the drawings are. I mean, that's fair. Because I mean, technically, that's one of the original ones. That but is the original one. That yeah, it's the original one. I just like the later interpretations a little bit more. They're way more cute. Bit, well, because that's was the next thing. So I've just sent you the cryptids fandom version, which is just—I mean, that's adorable, right? Yeah, it is. It's like, okay, wrinkly. Like, it looks like a, a naked guinea pig. Almost. But, like, a little bit more wrinkly. Like, maybe a naked guinea pig that, like, had, like, a real, like, that used to be real fat, but then got, like, skinny. I think the Ashley Gerst version is definitely naked guinea pig who lost a lot of weight. The other one that doesn't have a, that doesn't have any attribution at the top. I don't know. I like your pug thing. But my yeah. my point is, even even in that original illustration, when you were like, it's a pug, but it's slightly fucked up, I don't think it's that ugly. No, no, I like it. And I think as a cryptid, we don't know, we don't know how clever it is, to be fair, but I don't think I'm... it has that low self-esteem. I- I'm here, here's 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 what I would want to point out. It's smart enough to know that you should be crying a lot when people are around you. Yes. No, I completely agree with that. <laughs> so, it's way smarter than most humans, I'm going to say. I don't know. I mean, there are other ways to con humans. It just doesn't have those at its disposal. Like, it doesn't have opposable thumbs, so it can't play dice. Or, or wield a knife. And it doesn't have human sex characteristics, so it can't go with those. But it is using what it has to its advantage. I'm pretty sure if it fetched slippers and rolled on its belly and went, Argh! we would also treat it well. I mean, I would I would definitely treat it well, but um, 
I don't know if you saw the story or heard the story that I got out of the, the book or whatever, but apparently people haunt them. Oh, yeah, no, no. They do. It's true. By following the Trail of Tears, which, again, ironic. Um, but then it dissolves. Uh, wouldn't it be better if everything dissolved? In fact, it was given a species taxonomy called Lacrimacorpus Dissolvent, I think. I didn't go to a school posh enough to teach me Latin. Um, and that comes from the Latin tear body and dissolve. Tear body and dissolve, I should say. So dissolving and crying are this sad boy's main points. But I th- don't think the squonk is crying because it's ugly. I think it's adorable. Looks like a pug. Everybody loves it. It's having a good time. No, I think the reason the squonk is quite crying is in the sequel. Oh no, no! One of the things that uh, we know as a society, at least, at least within the, I don't know, from the online society that I look at, uh, people like a sad boy. People do like, like a sad boy. That's um, true. It, which is why, like uh, Mimiku, which is a Pokemon whose whole deal is, it just wants to be loved, so it dresses up like a uh, Pikachu. Because everyone loves Pikachu. Oh my god! I didn't know yeah. that. Was, sorry, I just googled that. Oh, that's horrific. No, it's adorable, and I love him. He just wants to be loved. Also, it's a, a real okay. hard to. It hurt. just wants to be loved, but also, it's dressing up as. I'm sorry. If somebody wanted to be loved and they dressed up as me, I'd be terrified. Well- well, I-, I left out the part where apparently if you look at its actual form, like, it's enough to, like, horrify you. It's a ghost fairy type, so basically oh, what it does, it, it scares people It scares people to death, basically, if you look at it. So, it wants to be- it still has the need for physical affection, so it dresses up like, uh, dresses up like Pikachu. So people are tricked into liking it. I mean, th- how do you not see that that's horrific? Do I- do we need to no, have no, no, an no, intervention? No, 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 it doesn't no, no, have red hair, so it's not, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's, well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I don't know. Like, people cope with trauma in different ways, okay? And sometimes you pretend to put, sometimes you put on a mask. That's, I mean, I mean, that's true. That's true. That's valid. Yeah. But I think people have got the reason that the squonk is crying all wrong. Yeah. Because, turns out, before 1910, nobody in Pennsylvania was talking about the squonk. And what you could say is that's because lumber camps were moving, and thus so did legends. Or you could look at the squonk left-hand feet and notice that they have webbed toes. How did they get those webbed toes? They stole it from another thing and grafted yes. it onto their body. Yes, the squonk is actually a murderous, a, a murderous feral creature that just is is haunted by the guilt of their own crimes, and therefore, no, no, 
No, the squunk <laughs> is too wholesome for that. They are too lovely for that. It turns out that the squonk used to live on the desert plains where there was loads of vegetation and they lived a happy squonk existence. But slowly, climate change encroached on their habitat. Probably because it usually is driven by, let's say, lumberjacks and human industry. So the squonks were forced to travel and ended up being pushed into swampy lakes. So they tried to adapt to the water and they ended up with webbing in their toes, but only on the left-hand side. And if you go to swampy lakes, especially in the northwest of America, you will find hundreds upon thousands of squonk bones lining the bottom of those lakes as they slowly made their way towards the hemlock forest of Pennsylvania. Now you tell me, do you think this sad boy is crying because they have some warts on their skin? Or do you think this sad boy is crying because they've survived a genocide? I mean, I mean, it could be a little column A, a little column B. It could be a little column B, column B but it's so adorable. It is very adorable. It's adorable. Like, I, mean, I refuse to believe that a cryptid can have low self-esteem. I, I just refuse. Oh, no, I can. Like... If they have any intelligence, of course they would be at least a little depressed. Cryptids have- No, no, <laughs> depressed? Fine. But cryptids have to be better than us. They can't have low self-esteem. There is, I am sad because all of my people are dead. Because fucking lumberjacks destroyed my habitat. And then there's, I'm sad because I'm ugly and I refuse to think that squonks think they're ugly. I mean, squonks can also be teenagers. They can also be teenagers. Okay, so the, maybe the teenage ones are crying because they're sad. Yeah, I mean, it's just like I, I used to—I used to cry about like imaginary like slights against me in high school, and now I just cry about the general general condition of the world. I, I feel like climate change factors into my crying quite a bit. Though it, 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 yeah, so it does, on that it level, does. I feel I, I feel empathetic with the squonk. Yeah, I mean, of course you should. Yeah, and and. You know, and, and everyone knows you got you gotta love you gotta love the sad boys. You know, gotta the love ones that the sad just, boys. You got to, like I, I I proclaim this from in every podcast I could say it in. I love me a sad boy, especially if they're like scrawny and like I could probably dom them. That's fair. I mean, you know, I will make you happy even if I have to force. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I mean, I'm a sad boy for this week only, but I have a knife, so don't try it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah, it it is it is very adorable. Like I think out of almost, I mean, I have done like just happy, happy cryptids that are just you know just the cute nappy, you know, like the Tilly Willy. It's it's just a flying hedgehog that's also amphibious. So teenage squonks crying because they're ugly. Fair, we all did that. Yeah. No shame in that whatsoever. Adult squonks? What do you think? Do you think it's ugly or do you think it's genocide? I mean, I'm going to say it's a little bit of both because you know what? Sometimes I get body dysmorphia and I just say cry about it. That's fair. 
you know, I think it's both. I, I feel like you could, I feel like as a person who is a, both a leftist and some, has body issues because of societal stuff, you know, you can do both. You can be sad about so many things. You can, you can be sad. Yeah, you can be sad about whatever you want. I, I guess, I guess I'm just in Squonk's corner. Yeah. I don't think it's ugly. I think it's adorable. It is inconceivable to me that the squonk, in any of its iterations, could possibly be so upset about the way it looks that it dissolves. I mean, look at look. I I just know from from personal experience. There's a lot of very beautiful people who think they're ugly because they're not conventional. That's true. So, you know that is true. You know, it's uh, I just I just feel I just feel like I would identify more with the squonk. If there was, if they also cried because they're ugly, you know. I I guess I don't. Dis- despite being a sad, sad boy, I don't identify with it. But that's because I'm not crying enough. Yeah, yeah, maybe you need to I, cry more. Maybe I've been in Britain too long. Yeah, I, I think if you cry too much on this island, they come and arrest you. I think. Yeah, I think that's actually a thing that happens. You've displayed too much emotion. The Queen's Guard are coming to take you away. You've hit your daily you you hit your monthly quota uh for emotion, so uh you're gonna have to pay extra for that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> well especially that's, after Brexit. We're gonna have to- yeah, that's that's how that's how they were that's how they were funding all of the NHS off of like five really depressed people. <laughs> um but like well, that, that, maybe that's why they're making all of their decisions. The more depressed people they get, the more they can charge them to cry. Yes. There we go. We figured out how to solve the recession. But I, uh, I'm just, I'm just going to stick by my thesis. I'm sorry. I'm going to okay. defend them until I die. I also ran a poll, a very, um, a very scientific poll, where I said, "Who do you think is the cutest? The Jenny Hanover." Which I don't think you've ever done no. on here, which is just a, a pike fish that people used to make look like a dead dragon. It's a good hoax in the Middle Ages. I said, "Is a Jenny Hanover cuter or a squonk?" And everyone said squonk, which I'm not sure about. But it, scientifically, you did a really good scientific representative uh, slice of the population across all ages. And you found, and you found that you could extrapolate to the general population. Well, that pe- squonks- people who follow our comms manager at work is obviously <laughs> yes. That that's a representative sample. But also, yeah. okay. But before I, because I feel like we can go into um, who wants who wants to be who wants to adopt the squonk as a pet. But I had a suggestion. Yeah. This is just a suggestion. But. What type of porn is this? Because for all of the other ones, <laughs> we ended up when we get to the. Can they get it or not? We end up talking about, even if it's cut out, we end up being like, well, there is this porn. So cry, so seeing people cry is definitely uh, a thing. Oh, that's a thing. That no, is like to the point, to the point that, 
to the point that some people will actively try to make other people cry for their fetish. Oh, trust me, I know. <laughs> yes. I, I, I don't know of a single, a single femme-presenting person who hasn't run into that guy. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of guys who don't realize they have that fetish that are but actively inflicting it on their public. On the but public. they do, yep. <laughs> yep, there's, there's, there's the crying fetish, and then there's the, oh, you're mentally ill fetish. And, and they're very closely linked, but, you know. Do you think the squonk qualifies as that? Well. Because it is crying, but also, like, is there a subsection of furries that like crying? I mean, there's a subsection of everything that likes crying. That's true. So if I had to answer the question, what porn is this? I would say furry crying porn. No, I would just say crying, crying, yeah. just in general. Yeah, because uh, like you can, you can, you can be a bit like any stripe, uh, and just just really like seeing someone cry. Me personally, I don't, I don't at all. I want the person to look, seem I at never, least mildly happy. But yeah, but, I never got it. But but I've been on the receiving end a few times. So. <laughs> don't don't do it, guys. Don't, cause cause okay. Here's here's a tip. That you, if if you, if you realize you have that fetish, and and you want your partner to enjoy it with you, communicate that, because otherwise, what you're doing is you're taking a person when they're at their most emotionally vulnerable, and getting in there, and zero out of ten, don't recommend. Be a good person. No. Communicate. Yeah, you know. Also, so, also, sometimes people just cry real easy, and maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe you could just get with one of them. Oh hell yeah! Just so, do that. Yeah. And this has been what porn is this? So we we we've done the dirty, but would you have Mister Squonk as a pet? My diagnosis is that no one has been treating you well. I feel bad because nobody can ever see us dancing to that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm I am disheveled most of the time when I'm doing these. So I'm white. I can't oh dog. yeah, you're white. Yeah, but- <laughs> no, I, I I I do I do like a good little uh shoulder dance. Um, now um I think the answer is of course yes. Like, well, okay. we should probably explain this. Wait, sorry. Wait, you should probably explain the segment a little mm. bit. So, so you have the, all the cryptids in a lovely little adoption shelter. Um, they they've they're all been abandoned. They're all they're all adorable kids, and they they're about all seven. Need... So you skip over the most annoying parts. Because there's some cryptids we've talked about that I'm like I would I would have a I would have a puppy water dog, our lovely murderous water dog. I would have a puppy of that. Yeah, I will. I mean, seven. I mean, I feel like I feel like being a puppy that can walk around, like a puppy that's like able to walk around, is the equivalent of a seven year old. That's fair. Okay, that's like fair. I, I'm mostly just meaning functioning and can convey some yes. form of communication. So but so functional. Yeah. You're not weaning it from its infancy. Yeah. 
And and the adoption lady says, Would you like to take this cryptid home? Well, well, I would say yes, because I feel like the main problem that we have right now, when you just go, it cries itself to death, basically. Um, Actually, okay, I will talk about it after this part. But I feel like the whole thing is just uh is something that you could you could just teach it that, you know, it's a lovely, lovely little little thing and that it's loved and you can you can hug it and give it kisses on the forehead and head pats and and like maybe it gets a kitten and then the kitten like sleeps on it at night and it feels loved and it won't cry itself to death. But but what if what if you can stop it crying itself to death, but you can't stop it crying? Well then 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 I just have a really sensitive child, and I need to nurture them. <laughs> well, because the hunters find them by following the trail of tears, so you would have like it would be like a slime trail, but made of tears across I mean, the entire just, place. It's just a saline solution. It is That's a saline it. solution. I'm trying to because like the carpets in this house, it it wouldn't be good for them. It'd be worse for the tile. Hmm. And I would have to be following up, drying it, like, with a hairdryer. <sighs> okay, yeah, you'd have to have that real bad linoleum, basically. You would! I mean- and and if it's if it's in the adoption centre, and there's our good monkey poor boy, the, our water dog from before, versus Squonk. I mean, who are you going to take home? Take- I mean, pro- probably the water dog. You're probably going to take the water dog. Yeah. But so. but I mean but I mean but I feel like this but if I'm being offered the squonk and stuff I feel like you just you would treat it like you would do other very sensitive kids. I mean, if somebody just offered me a squonk, I'm in. I am a hundred percent in. But if I'm at the adoption center and there are alternatives, I might not pick the squonk. <sighs> yeah. Well, here's the thing. Here's 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 the thing. I think a lot of people feels this way in some way. Um, like you can you can, you know, love a lot of things, but if there's less work you know, if you have the option for less work, you probably lean that way most of the time. I I have a special needs cat and she ended up being special needs a few years after I got her. And I love her and I wouldn't give her up for anything and I spend a lot of my time looking after those special needs. If you'd offered me special needs cat in the beginning, wouldn't have done it. Yeah, that's the thing. I think that's a thing that people also need to uh, realize as well. Because you have a lot of people who are just like, hey, of course I would love, I would love anything that comes my way. But the thing is, is uh, you know, if you have the option for less work, you're probably going to do it. Like, if I go out to adopt a kitten right now, probably going to try to adopt the one that's going to be, that I know is going to cause me less, like, pain. Like, either emotionally or... I spend so much money and so much time prepping medication every month. And that's fine. Yeah, it's the the emotional strain of going, this thing that I love with all of my being is not having a good time. And there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> and you can't explain. Could you explain to the squonk what was wrong? 
Because that's the bit that really kills me, is not being able to say, I'm very sorry that you're having a bad time, this is why, and it will be better in a few days. Well, I think I think it would be about the same that with... Like, I know I keep on bringing this up, but like, like a real sensitive child. Like, maybe it's something... Maybe they're sad about something that you just can't explain. Like, they... And, you know, you have to, I think you would have to be able to know what would calm them down and teach them a way to cope. That's fair. And I feel like, I feel like if, if the squonk was, was given to me, I feel like I would, I would try to find my way to do so because I also had to do very similar things. If, If somebody handed it to me. I would love it, ride or die, but I don't think I would. I I don't think I would adopt the squonk. I don't know. Think, other, if there were other things available, I think I would see too much of myself inside in the squonk, and I'd be like, <laughs> I know how to fix you. <laughs> see, it's the same thing that I try to do with uh with people I date, except with a thing I want to raise as my yeah. son. <laughs> That's that's fair. Maybe you have more hope that things can change than I do. Yeah. But that means that, unfortunately, with its housing arrangements secure, we need to talk about the toddler fight. Well, it's baby fight first off. But it's not babies, it's toddlers. I reject your They're premise. They're still... They're still I reject babies. your friends. They're still babies. <laughs> Toddler fight sounds worse than baby fight, so I can't say it. Call it baby fight. I do. It's I, called marketing. I reject your premise, Jesse. Jesse, run a poll. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna run a poll. It's gonna say it does baby fight or toddler fight sound better. And baby fight's gonna sound better. It's better off the tongue. We, I will say the same thing to you that I said to some douchebag in a meeting this week. We have a philosophical disagreement, and I look forward to seeing what the data provides. I, we will fight. Make a, make a goddamn poll. We're going to figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> Toddler fight. Baby fight. There is an American football field. On one side, there is a sad boy just having a cry, not feeling very good about himself. And on the other side, there is an interdimensional portal that spawns horrific, homicidal toddlers. They are big mad and big sad. And they want to murder whatever it is that's on the other side of that American football field. How many toddlers will it take before our cryptid of the week is vanquished? I'm I'm gonna say uh, you know what I'm good. No, no, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say like a solid like one, 
Because there has to be at least one on the field. What's going to happen is that toddler's going to run up to it, try to hassle it, and when it doesn't when it doesn't leave it alone, it's just going to be like, I guess I'm dying now, and that's what it's going to do. Well, I don't, because we always have toddlers who just wander off, right? I, yeah. don't th- I don't think the toddler even needs to get to it. I think the toddler could be spawned, get distracted by a butterfly, and just the fact that it was there would make the squonk dissolve into tears. Oh, so, okay. Well, so what would happen? I feel like that qualifies as zero toddlers. You know, it might be because what would happen is the toddler would come out and it would make its like, it would make its sound and maybe it plays with the grass and then it looks at it and just like, I used to be happy and then it just dies at that point. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, so I think it's zero toddlers. Yeah, I think I think it's zero. I think this is honestly just zero. It just needs to be reminded of youth and how it used to not think about the things that makes it sad, and that's all it needs. Because sometimes yep. I'm gonna be honest. Sometimes when I see like when I'm, when I'm around <laughs> like my baby cousin, um, my baby cousins, and like they're just they're just going around playing and like chasing after a butterfly or something. I'm just like, damn, I wish that was me. And, like. It like to be able to feel the pure un- unbridled joy of just being in an area with grass in it would probably destroy it. It probably <laughs> like, would. It, it would. It would. Well, and it hides. It hides, and, and you know the the hunters are always talking about like if it's if it's a moonlit night, the the squonk doesn't come out because it might see itself and reflected in something. Like that's that's its big worry. So I'm just like, mm. like the fact that something else acknowledges that you exist at all. Like just just the act of somebody looking at you confirms your existence, and its existence is so painful that it dissolves. Or you know what? Well, you know it also be like a real sad one. Like maybe maybe it hides and it hides its face and the toddler like like just runs up to it real close and it says like hi or something and it looks into its eyes and sees itself and empty like oh no and then it just it just goes like right there <laughs> yeah no I think a solid zero I don't think a single toddler I don't think a singular toddler has to even like touch it before it realizes that it used to be a baby once and it had joy and then just dies. <laughs> On the spot. Poor Squawk. Easy, easiest KO there. Like, I think that's the like, like the other, the only other like super pathetic one we talked about was the uh, Mega Micros one. By the way, have you listened to that one yet? I haven't listened to that one yet. Please Wait, listen let me to that pull one. That up. Please, that one. That one was also a one. Because the toddler would only have to like come up to it and then like use its pudgy little fist on its pudgy little body and it would bruise too hard <laughs> and it would probably. Um, Mega Micro. Oh, I I have that one. I have that one downloaded. Yes. Okay. Cool. I feel proud of that one because I had to hunt down an English translation of a sixteen hundred pamphlet about about the protocosmos, which is what they called Hollow Earth at that time. I would be proud of that as well. I I took it took me a solid like three days of trying to find every single keyword I could find. There's a lot of incest in that one. I uh, I can see that. Yeah. It it says uh, Hollow Earth incest and milk wine, 
And milk wine also sounds disgusting, so I feel like that's just going to be disgusting, ad, disgusting, ad, disgusting. Yeah. No, it's, it's, real, it's real great. It's also, just great. It has, also, it has imperialism. Oh, even better. Um, it has genocide. <sighs> and it has just white people doing white people things. From Britain, too, so... Well, yeah, but do, do you really need to say from from Britain there's imperialism and there's genocide and there's white people it's, involved? And it's incest. It's, oh, and yeah. And in, <laughs> no, no, that is the one point that I will defend us on because okay, the French okay. can give us a run for the money on the incest. Okay. The, French, the French could give everyone the money. It was also written by like an Italian man. It's a real weird mix mash. What's your Patreon, Jesse? Oh, it's at no, what Christ? It's it's linked on my the Twitter at C Critters Pod. It, but it, if you want to go to it directly, and it should also be linked in the notes, it will be patreoncom slash flight Because I don't didn't feel like I I don't know what to call on my podcast together. He does Except so Jesse much Jesse likes to talk about. You should you should you should send him. Even a dollar helps. Yes. And then here's my ukulele again. This is me saying you could, you know, rate, rate and review the podcast. That would really help because it turns out that that's how people find it. It's true. I don't, I don't believe that. That that's I, a lie. No, it's true. I'm sorry. I work with social media, <laughs> and I don't like asking you to do it. It's time out of your day, but. Literally, that's how that's how people find you. So here's my ukulele again. I can never get that lost. There we go. That's an actual G chord. I am at burnyourfeelings.com if you would like to get some feelings burned before I move. You can either financially support our art project by making an order, or you can go all the way down to the bottom and just email me what you'd like to see go up in flames. Is there anything else you'd like to add, Jesse? Um, I mean, uh, I listened to uh, Alphabet Flight. Uh, that's the thing that's going to be going um, soon again. Because I'm supposed to be editing the episodes tomorrow. If he puts it down on an audio medium, that means he has to do it. That's that's the pack that he made with the Fae. Yeah, no, it's I can't lie to myself. So good night. Smart